Every Tuesday we catch up with the federal member for FENA. Um, it is Andrew Lee. Good morning to you, Andrew. Good morning, Marcus. Nice to chat. Um, now, it, it's becoming highly likely that we will have a budget before the next election. That was always going to be the case. Uh, it is, but uh, the uh, parliamentary sitting schedule next week, next year, is remarkably thin, Marcus. Uh, I mean, it uh, looks like they've got a budget scheduled at the end of March and right through the first three months of the next year. They've got just ten sitting days. Yeah, ten uh, for so the House of Reps and five for the Senate. Am I right? It, it is. It's just <laughs> extraordinary. You okay. know, Scott Morrison is paid to be the nation's number one parliamentarian. Right. He doesn't seem to want to turn up to do his job. You know, he's the, uh, uh, he's, he's the, 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 the top uh, parliamentarian in the country, and he's constantly trashing Parliament, constantly mm. saying, well, this is a Canberra bubble, no, no one worries about what happens here. And, you know, frankly, if he uh, doesn't want the job, he should hand over to somebody who is keen and capable to do it. Uh, this is a government which is, you know, ought to be called the Gunner government. You know, they're going to do this, they're going to do that, they're going to put in place a National Integrity Commission, they're going to do something about social media. But what actually have they done? I mean, their, their, their achievements are preciously thin. And that's why they don't want Parliament to sit next year, because all that happens when I've got Parliament sitting is you've got Liberals attacking Nationals and Nationals attacking Nationals. All right. Well, Adrian sent me a note this morning for our discussion. Federal Government not sitting. Good morning, Marcus um, and Andrew. ScoMo can't use the pandemic as a reason for not sitting Parliament when before the pandemic he had Parliament sit less than throughout the pandemic. Uh, He goes on to say this government has tried to stay away from scrutiny. Just look at the sitting days over the past few years of the Morrison government. Uh, This year, 67 days. Last year, 58 days. In 2019, 45 days. And he's done a comparison to his predecessors. Uh, You go back to 2018, there were 65 days, 2017, 64, and even back in 2014, 2015, when there were 75 and 76 days, respectively, that's a lot more than 67 or 45. Absolutely. And what you've got to remember is that if there's uh, an election in May, then the scheduled April and May sittings wouldn't be held. So you'd effectively end up not with 10 days for the first quarter of the year, you'd end up with 10 days for the first half of the year. Mm. Uh, now, as Tony Burke pointed out in Parliament yesterday, that is actually enough for the Morrison government's legislative agenda because it's the classic Seinfeld government, the government about nothing, which has no, <laughs> no legislative agenda to put in place. But Australia has so many big challenges, folks, here, Marcus. I mean, you're talking about them every day on your show. You're just talking about the, uh, the challenge of dams there. We've spoken about climate change, the NBN. You know, Australians need their parliament to be active, to be sitting, to be debating, to be holding the government to account. And this is a government which is tired and worn out after eight long years in power. Uh, Frankly, what it needs is a spell on the opposition benches to figure out what it stands for and to get its mojo back. All right. Well, they say that Scott Morrison will be the first prime minister to have completed a full parliamentary term since... John Howard a decade and a half ago. Now, I have to say, I since then, um, there were a number of reforms under the Gillard government and the Rudd government, but in particular Julia Gillard, even with a hung parliament, she still managed to, to get a number of reforms across the line. I mean, what will be the legacy of this current government? I think you've already answered that question. 
Well, he'll try to claim that it's the government that got us through the pandemic. And uh, others Is that true, though? Out, Is that fair? Well, though? others will point out that we had have, we have the slowest vaccine rollout in the advanced world. Uh, and that Australia's economy is was struggling before the pandemic uh, and continues to struggle afterwards. Uh, the Morrison government's done nothing about the challenge of uh, household costs, the costs of living, and wages. You know, we've got wages going uh, going backwards by seven hundred dollars this year. Cost of living going up by nine hundred dollars, mm. uh, and we've seen uh, record petrol prices under this government and uh, house, house prices going through the roof. Now, the time taken to save for a deposit for a house used to be five years at the start of the millennium, uh, and now it's 10 years, pushing home ownership out of reach for so many young Australians. Yeah. So I think many Australians would just feel that life's gotten harder under the Morrison government, not easier. All right. Uh, I, I made this point earlier in relation to, uh, you know, the, the proposal, if you like, to... Um, pull trolls into account and those that make comments on social media, etc. I just find this a little hypocritical considering uh, Scott Morrison is not demanding that misinformation, if you like, and trolling, I'll put it that way, on the pandemic and the response by people he relies on for votes. (laughs) You know, Craig Kelly, I'm looking at you, George Christensen looking at you. He's not pulling them into line, but he wants to pull everyday Australians into line. Absolutely. He needs to immediately pull into line people spreading vaccine misinformation. Uh, But he doesn't because he knows that his government relies on their votes. Uh, And those people themselves also need to pull some of their extreme wing into into line. I'll be standing up in the House uh, today to speak about uh, the way in which anti-Semites have infiltrated the anti-lockdown and anti-vaccination movement uh, and yet haven't haven't been uh, uh, slapped, slapped down firmly. Uh, by people like Christian, Christensen and Kelly. Uh, but Scott Morrison needs to be speaking out against uh, misinformation in his own ranks. Uh, we need to consider these these proposals around social media very carefully. No one likes being att- attacked anonymously online, uh, but we also need to remember the role that movements like the Me Too movement have played uh, and ensure that people are able to speak truth to power. All right. Good to chat, Andrew. Thank you. Thanks, Marcus.